I think I remember it was Elliot Hulse. Do you remember? He yeah. Used to have him too, didn't he? Uh, I think he he was often referenced on it. He was like, when he was taught, you know, he used to do the Ask Elliot where he would answer questions and the right of fitness ones are like, sometimes people, are that, young men usually would ask any advice for life and he'd, he would always say or read the essential writings of Ralph Waldo Emerson. Yeah. And like just the funny name, like the sort of posh Ralph Waldo Emerson was like sort of put, would simultaneously put you off reading it because you thought that it was maybe a bit fancy for a lad who'd mm. never read a book before, but also was a bit intriguing. Like you're thinking, why is this big bodybuilder gay or not bodybuilder? Why is this big strongman uh, recommending this um, philosopher from, I think he's from the 1800s uh, with a fancy name. Uh, so eventually I think I, picked, I got it for Christmas one year. Yeah. And I think that's where I had heard about it, but it was just, I think the first time of reading it would have been maybe probably 19 or 20 would there's a lot a lot in it that you wouldn't have understood that i wouldn't have understood or like you know because it's written in sort of old english a lot of it and it's kind of complicated to make your way through but there was just the odd quote that would just stick out uh, and make a lot of sense but like even even if you didn't understand the quote you could actually you you could feel yourself going there's something there's something to this yeah um and just kind of looking looking more into it and that way even if you didn't understand the language you knew there was something that you could go back to and take from it um i think that's what i've what i've found anyway is that like if you don't understand everything word by word there's there's a message there that you can kind of simplify yeah and you know take take for yourself because it is in that kind of older style of language yeah and it's one of those ones as well that's like you could probably get it read within an hour or two like yeah just if you're just going for reading uh but you could easily take 10 hours to read it if you went through it line by line and made notes and you know reread it and everything else uh because i've done that like many times i've like the book itself is like covered in notes like anyone in video yeah. can see it like i've literally just <laughs> ages of notes in different colors yeah. and like from all the different times i've read it and yeah. each time you go through it you find something different yeah like i think the first time you read it you probably it's like one of those in, in some ways like you know there's books that the title pretty much gives you an idea of what the book's about and the book is about then proving the concept to you yeah like self-reliance so it's titled the fact that look self-reliance it's called self-reliance essentially saying self-reliance is important this essay is going to be about why self-reliance is important relying on yourself but it's not fully explanatory then of what the title is not fully explanatory of what's involved within it uh but i think the big sense that i got from overall from the the essay was like in the times where maybe not in times maybe it's always been the way that it's easy to conform to society's uh expectations or whatever else but there's a deep voice probably within most people that if you trust and rely on it things will turn out better and maybe that's a better frame of reference than going along with what's uh, expected but at the same time i i i've gone back and forth in it and different ways and different parts of life of respecting the norms of society as well 
because yeah. I think in a lot of cases you can go too far to the point of dismissing all the social norms and therefore not having a roadmap of anything to do and you're left floundering so mm. but also isolating yourself you know if, if at, at the core of it we're, we're we're social animals and i think that that it says that in, in in part of the essay where it's like the it's it's easy it's easy to go after the world's opinions when you're out in the world and it's easy to take on your own opinions into high esteem when you're by yourself mm. but the balance or the the what is it like the the cultivated man kind of combines the two keeps this sort of independence of solitude when he's both in by himself and out into the world as well yeah um, because yeah like you can kind of there's a little bit of like cynicism within what he says at times of like <laughs> like other people um and it kind of gives you that like angry old man kind of vibe sometimes yeah. but there's another philosopher <laughs> the quote that was hell is other people <laughs> like, yeah. feel like that, maybe you feel like that at sometimes but it's a bit far yeah. it's a bit cynical like. yeah um but yeah it's funny because that's like you're saying it's like 1841 or something that was written mm. and it's funny to to recognize like how like obviously today is so different so that you can actually you know like people be having conversations about this in the street or they'd be like meeting up in, in a bar or something but the like the the things that has stayed the same is that everybody feels the, the like the pressure to conform even in the 1800s like it's not it's not this new concept that people think that it is yeah uh, and it's not necessarily social media uh, like that's one of the that's one of the vices but there was other vices back in the day like it might have been the same whether it was like your face in the newspaper or you know like you're being talked about in in a bar face to face or something At the maybe the community where you would have known a lot of your neighbors a lot more of your neighbors than people maybe do today and the community local to you would have been the regulating force as opposed to you know who you're following on social media so i think there still was as you said that pressure probably throughout time to conform to what other people um ascribe to you yeah you know whereas it's not just as you say social media and the fact that you can see um what everyone's doing and maybe that exaggerates it a little bit but also probably that allows people to some types of people to maybe go a bit out there and express themselves knowing that there will be a tribe somewhere that will appreciate it you know yeah. you see like there's all like all as like i take up a few different hobbies like every now and then like where i've gone down different routes with like whether it's you know um specific a specific type of espresso machine that has a cult yeah. following or you know uh, how to learn keyboard in six months a keyboard here behind me like or yeah. you know any niche that you can think of it could be like plants how to how to care for house plants every niche will have like a community around it online that you're not the weirdo for uh being obsessed with this yeah. whereas if you were in your local community community and that was all you had you might have been the only person to think that so that was a different type of pressure that that maybe isn't as felt today but there's still a constant there of feeling the need to um go along with what with what is the norm and as i say i think that's a protective measure in some ways if you don't know what if you're not very in tune with your own sort of instincts and different things 
it might be the best option to go with what's been done before you know whether that's uh, the norms that would have been from the religion or tradition where it was you know and i think this is something that's come under fire recently of the the standard thing of going and getting a job and uh you know settling down getting married having kids uh retiring you know that nearly people nearly look down on that these days that's mm. that norm um but for a lot of people to follow that might be the best option and might lead to there was the most happiness than just throwing it all out the window um because of you've taken maybe this concept of self-reliance too far yeah yeah um, um but yeah uh, i think i think he's definitely in this book in this essay he's definitely making a case for self-reliance he's putting up the strong man effort of strong reliance he's not really <laughs> given necessarily the other side he's probably just saying right that there's enough of that being done on the other side there's enough resistance to uh self-reliance uh, in favor of conformity so i'm going to present the argument for self-reliance uh and and i think what he, he sort of the main thing he means by that is being able to recognize that sort of inner voice or instinct that everyone has probably had at some point and maybe ignored um and like as he he talks about you know whenever we work a genius we recognize our own rejected thoughts that come to back to us with a certain alienated majesty and mm. that sounds very fancy but it's basically saying you, that feeling where you see something that's that you think's class and you go oh, i thought of that and i didn't do anything about it you know mm. i was going to do that oh, and I, I just decided not to do it and now you're seeing someone else doing it and your own rejected thought is coming back to you uh in a way that actually makes you feel resentful of not having followed it yourself yeah so i think that like that that struck a chord to me where it was like this isn't it, it was one of those parts of it that took it from like the somewhat ethereal and philosophical to a practical thing that feeling that everyone's had of seeing something that you see that you thought i was going to do that and feeling like i should have followed it and i think that's at the core of it it's like recognize that voice and go with it a bit more yeah yeah i think yeah like the more often you can practice that rather than like yeah he, he mentions as well like we we reject the thoughts simply because they're our own mm -hmm. which is just such a such a strange concept in that like what like why why wouldn't we trust that this is a good idea you know again mm -hmm. back to that social pressure of like thinking what what this person might say what that person might say mm -hmm. um but we kind of like yeah like well it could go either way depending on how many times you do reject those thoughts and then if someone does act on the thing that you were thinking about it can lead down to like that you know jealousy resentment kind of thing of like or like wishing ill on them rather than going like putting putting your trust in into your own ideas and, and thoughts and recognizing that if the more people that can do that the better yeah you know it's like it's not taking away anything from you um like the more yeah the more the, the more people can can do that and, and trust themselves and go into those ideas the better like you know yeah he like there's a lot of as I was reading it last night and rereading it again a lot of the quotes around that uh you know he says like god got like one quote you could really take on its own and just go with it he's saying that god will not have his work made manifest by cowards 
yeah you know like there yeah. ha- there's an element of bravery with with the self-reliance side of things where you could be made a fool of or you could be laughed at or whatever else by putting out an idea that isn't a mainstream idea or going with a business that you think everyone else is going to laugh at you for thinking it was a good idea or mm. you know the fear of then failing and being uh people recognizing that you failed it's like there's an yeah. element of of bravery needed to be self-reliant because it it might not go well you know we talked yeah. about the part where he's you know where you where a ship to get, to get from one country to another basically a ship goes in a zigzag motion depending on the wind and different things like that but if you zoom out from a bird's eye view and look down on that ship's path it looks like a straight line Mm. he's talking about like in the same way that your decisions might contradict each other on a day-to-day basis or might not make sense an individual decision you make might not make sense over time when you look back and when people look back on that 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 journey will look like a straight line that was supposed to happen the whole way yeah if you're the sort of you you knew all along there was just like these uh what i think it says in like the like like a tic-tac decision like one it'll lead you this way it'll lead you that way and then the closer you get to your destination it starts to to fizzle out and get get straighter but yeah as you say like the people outside the ship that don't know actually that they haven't got the hands on the on the steering wheel they don't know that you're going like this and going like that and like just kind of correcting each each mistake like that's exactly what a ship is like if you like exactly. you go slightly that way you have to go slightly this way to get to the destination i mean um, you don't even know yeah. yourself you know you might not even know yourself where you're going or what the yeah the difference is but you know he, he talks about the not being afraid to contradict yourself so mm. like why should you i think it was like what yeah why should you keep your head over your own shoulder it's not yeah. like why 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 in your decision should you take all the things you've done before and think you have to stay in line with them he's talking about like what was it he said uh yeah a foolish consistency is the hobgoblin of little minds yeah (laughs) i don't know what a hobgoblin is but it sounds (laughs) like he's talking about basically you know a foolish consistency don't don't feel like you need to be uh completely consistent with what you did yesterday if today you think something different yeah and uh, you, you know you, you'd be criticized you might be criticized for that you might be criticized for being, being hypocritical or contradictory to yourself but at the same time that's one of the zigs and zags along the way that crucially ends up become looking like a, a consistent straight line from a, a, a sort of a, a broad overview um, yeah and i think that yeah that i think he says that the the consistency thing as well is like we we kind of bound ourselves by by the consistency based off our past actions because mm-hmm. you like you fear that being misunderstood um because if you change decisions or change directions yeah as you say you risk contradicting yourself but also nobody else will understand because they know you for your your past action because that's yeah. all that's all the data they have yeah and if you if you're trying something new um it can confuse people because they don't know exactly what it is yet because they haven't got the information or evidence beforehand to to say that yeah. oh this is what we associate you with um it's like why why are you doing something different for example mm-hmm. like if like 
from for me if i've made coffee the last five years and i try and go into something else say it's like uh, fashion or something it's like no you're like what's going on you like we know you for the coffee guy just stick, yeah. to, stick to making coffee but i think that's a good example that you were saying of if i go you know if i start a certain career path of going, being in coffee and then i change to maybe going down the route of of fashion or something else that maybe doesn't seem related but again looking back over the period you know of years you'll see that'll all make sense of like a path that you've been on that realistically all the things that you were doing were connected in a sense that they were all part of you they were all an extension of you uh yeah and i've even found out with myself as well like any of the educational bits and pieces that i've done over the years even with the engineering and then obviously working in coffee as well and you know playing sports and different things you got it all it all works towards you it all it all sort of helps you out in some way down the line even in what, what i'm doing now with with the you know the nutrition and uh train coaching uh elements in behind the scenes that i would have seen in coffee shops or in engineering i use them on a day-to-day basis now concepts from engineering about workflow and um yeah. you know just in time just in time process and different things like that and even in, when in coffee where i was having to you know process orders and some like manage um staff members that might have been on shift with me and stuff all of those different things play into into what you end up doing uh, over time and and this might be one of the what i'm currently doing might be one of the zigs or the zags in the road to whatever i end up doing in 10 years from now as well but it will yeah. all make sense and and you know even with successful people that you that you hear about you know the te- you, you tell the story of them and it seems like it was meant to be like you know all well, steve jobs he um studied calligraphy and then mm. it ended up that that was you know extremely important in his choice of fonts within making the apple mac and mm-hmm. you know that realistically him doing calligraphy at that time probably would have made his parents mad like why are you studying calligraphy like what, what are you doing here but yeah you tell the story in reverse and ultimately it looks like oh he was a genius he he, he his taste was always going to be used in uh, from calligraphy mm-hmm. in font and something like that whereas it could have just been you know on a whim that he did it um, yeah but I think that's yeah. I think it's that sort of gives the idea of the the ship going zigzag and and it looking like a uh, it looking like a, a straight path along the way. I think I've sort of in some ways given up the idea of trying to not trying to plan ahead, but trying to chart that journey of the ship uh, in ten or twenty years from now of what I want to be doing and mm. do what I want to do within the next few years, and just then at that point saying what what I want to do within the next few years after that. And just accepting that it'll look in reverse like what it was supposed to look like rather than yeah. trying to chart it completely out yeah um because you can kind of you nearly uh you, you might tend to eliminate things that interest you in the moment or within a certain period of time because you think that you're destined to do something else um but if yeah if you if you if you take take things with it within the moment and plan out say like one one to three years of like what's actually what's actually tangible and what's actually doable mm-hmm. um you, you give yourself that once you're open to the opportunity you give yourself a chance to actually 
explore it mm-hmm. rather than sort of chopping it off at, at the at the root and not allowing something else to take you in a different direction that might actually be for you yeah um, because you, you've you, you you haven't decided that this is where you're going uh for life as such you know yeah uh i think that's it's like the and what he's talking about you know that he's talking about that fear of being misunderstood you know that your actions don't make sense in the moment they don't they probably they might not make it sense that sense to you even in the moment because you might just be going with you know what you think is the best option at that time but it certainly won't make sense to other people but he talks yeah. about to be, to be great is to be misunderstood and yeah. gives examples of you know jesus and pythagoras and socrates like all these people were misunderstood in their time but they were in in hindsight added a lot and they were great you know great men as it were um and not not to have any lofty not not for um us reading this book or whoever's reading this book to have those lofty expectations on yourself that you're going to be great but it's just an example that to be great is to be misunderstood it's not necessarily a bad thing to be misunderstood It, it you won't it's shifting that view from um being seen as being great or being seen as being um Mm -hmm. whatever it is good uh to actually just having that idea that i'm going to do what i think is best regardless of what other people are going to think uh because who knows they they might not have but they certainly don't have an idea of your inner voice and in your inner workings but they might not even have it of their own to the point where they think why what are you doing not doing the thing that you should in quotes be doing yeah um, yeah so yeah it's, uh, I yeah it's up to it's up to ourselves not to to fall into that trap of expectations of like this like of like people putting on you what you they what they think you should be doing yeah i think he touch, touches on that in the essay as well of like there's always going to be people who think they know what's best for you yeah um but ultimately it's like that going back to that inner voice that that's you know that's the one that you have to trust rather than people projecting what they think you should be doing or what you can do um i know he talks about even that with the with like family members and stuff yeah he's talking about like i'll just read it but he's saying about uh you know i must be myself i cannot break break myself any longer for you if you if you can love me for what i am we should be happier if you cannot i will still seek to deserve that you should i will not hide my tastes or aversions i would so trust that what is deeply holy that i will do strongly before the sun and moon whatever inly rejoices me and the heart of points so yeah all fancy wording and, and different things like that uh but when you break it down what he's saying there essentially is I, I it's not that i that i want to disappoint you and it's not that I, i'm going against what you're saying it's just that i have to do what i believe is the right thing yeah if you're willing to accept that great if you're not i'll still try and convince you that uh what i'm doing is right by following myself but if not if you can't so be it i'm i'm, I'm it's better to, to admit for me to follow what i think is right than to follow what you think i should be doing uh, mm. because ultimately as well if the, the person making the actions has to live with con- consequences not the other person who, who who's trying to give the unsolicited advice and he talked about yeah. like you know he's, the rest of the quote is like but but so but so may but so you may give these friends pain yes but i cannot sell my liberty and my power to save their sensibility 
besides all persons have their moments of reason when they look out into the region of absolute truth then they will justify me and do the same thing i think that that's that <laughs> is like goosebumps when you <laughs> when you read that it's you know saying like yeah you know these people might might disagree with you and might think you're being silly in the moment but there's always that moment then i think that everybody has at some point where they look and go you know what he's just right he was yeah he, he's smart and doing that and i wish i only wish that i could you know have the sort of uh, bravery or whatever to to follow what i have and and hopefully then people you know when people do have that moment or when we have that moments that we can see in ourselves that you know maybe it's time for me to take action and, and maybe what i was resenting in them was just a, a reflection of my fear to to do what i knew i should do yeah yeah i know yeah like I, if you take a, a personal example of like growing up where where we grew up it's like the way you dress is kind of always pretty standard but it, like i always felt like there was, there was something slightly different about the way i dressed and like you get your fair bit of slagging for it and, and, and fair enough like mm -hmm. you know you're always gonna you're always gonna get that but it was like after a couple of years or like when a couple more people started to wear it the guys who would either slaggy or poke fun it's like they're 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 then getting the the same thing for christmas and you mm. know it's kind of like they they'll they'll ridicule for a wee bit and then they'll get curious and then they'll go uh yeah where, where did you where'd you get that or what would like, <laughs> yeah. where did you like and then it's like it's the same i i had i like i there's people who have who when i was starting the, the coaching the nutrition and training coaching was putting stuff out on social media there was people who I knew that I'd overheard sort of slagging me off behind my back, mm -hmm. who yeah. two or three years later came on as clients. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, and you don't, you don't, you can't hold that against people. Like, but at the same time, it was just indicative of this idea that you're going to be ridiculed at the start, but if you're doing good work and you're, you're following what you should, the pe even the people who were naysayers at the start will eventually sort of come around to the idea if you prove yourself. And part of that's probably, you know, it's easy to sort of be cynical about it, but part of that's probably like at a, at a wide society level is probably a good thing in the sense it keeps you, keeps you grounded. It sort, yeah. of, it sort of makes sure that if you're going to go out there, you better have a good reason. And if you're able to make it through all the initial stages of slagging and, you know, people talking about you and whatever, we probably want you as the person doing the thing, mm. you know, as a society um yeah but it's interesting to see that in hindsight yeah, it's like, almost like a, a bigger a bigger scale of like uh like a, an init initiation mm -hmm. of like you come into a new workplace or something and it's like you get you get teased a wee bit there's that story that jordan peterson tells but uh lunch, lunch bucket, bucket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if 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 you can't take a joke and we can't slag you then you're going to be tortured or we can't trust you to do the job yeah if you know if you can't take a slag and what what are you going to be like when you come under actual uh, yeah, stress yeah. you know actual trouble yeah and i suppose back back to that point of like if you can withstand that i think there's actually you get you get the respect and people start to kind of just accept that this is what uh he's 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 generally about this yeah um and i think there is a part in the in the essay where it kind of says um your your genuine action will explain itself mm -hmm. um and then your other genuine actions after that will explain themselves too um yeah. and something like 
uh, yeah, what what the genuine actions you've done in the past um, will 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 justify the future actions yeah. you have. Um, and if you've if you've sort of uh, got ridiculed in the past, you must have done enough right to to stand by and defend mm-hmm. yourself now. You know yeah. what I mean. What did you what did you think of there was part of it which is like it's kinda of random in a way, but he brought it around back where he's talking about uh you know, travelling and basically yeah, sort of yeah, rallying think... against the idea of just uh travelling and going on holidays. But he he was saying basically like he talks about like, you know, uh, he's no problem with people going uh travelling for, you know, if they have a job to do or if they meet someone or they're you know going for a specific reason we talked about you know traveling for a lot of people is just a way of get trying to get away from what things are like at home or whatever and he's talking about like wherever you go you know you can't get away from yourself essentially he's like yeah that's it was funny because i think at that when i got this at that time i was doing a lot of traveling by myself mm. and it was kind of like i i think i might have took this book uh on one of the trips and it was like reading that i was kind of like i have to get home (laughs) you know because you're like but like you do these things to kind of find yourself but ultimately at the same time it could be you running away from yourself and what you know as i said the the giant goes with you wherever you go yeah um and yeah he says like like you dream of being in naples or in rome and then you wake up in that place but your your sadness is still there yeah and it's like wherever you go there's things that you have to take responsibility for you have to go back your problems aren't going going to go away yeah if you go away um so i like that was i made a lot of notes on that one yeah of like you can do all the traveling you want but you're still gonna have to come home mm-hmm. to to yourself to your life in a way, um and to, and and to life and sort of put put some sort of structure and and, and ground yourself a wee bit mm-hmm. um and you see that you see that a lot with like you know people emigrating and stuff it's like obviously a lot of people are, are going for what they what they seem to be a better life and and everything else mm-hmm. but some of it could be just that it's i don't i don't want to face what i have at, yeah. at home in, in inside myself mm-hmm. um so it's like i'll go to a foreign country i'll party i'll do whatever i want for now yeah um, and then end up not not sort of coming back you know what i mean and yeah. it's that sort of story of uh peter pan in a way yeah like, <laughs> going to going to neverland yeah it's true like you know people talk about this is not to rally against holidays like i enjoy a holiday as much as the next man but you know you talk the way you talk about holidays you say i just want to i just need to get away from it all from for a while or yeah you know, it's like but then you, you gotta ask yourself you know what are you getting away from and mm. is that couple of weeks that you're traveling or whatever else it is you know is that enough to get away from to justify the rest of the time that you're you're in whatever you're trying to get away from uh, but i think it probably is a bit of, there's a bit of cynicism in what he's saying there in the sense of like you know uh, it's kind of yeah you can enjoy a holiday like there's nothing <laughs> there's nothing wrong with going on a holiday like but it just i think he's just sort of bringing it back to this idea that you know nothing there's nothing that there's nothing about traveling away that's really going to make you happy it's not what you're searching for he's basically saying what you're really searching for is the ability and the the sort of courage to follow what you should be doing in life and 
not just what yeah. you should be doing in life but to follow then our voice of saying right well i have an opinion i'm going to express it instead of holding it in or, or whatever else is or it could be uh, a change of career whatever else that uh, you're you're feeling the need to do um and he pretty much you know he pretty much summarizes that in the last couple of lines which are two of my favorite pieces of of thing of, of writing that i've ever read where he talks about you know all these things essentially talking about different things that, that's good that can happen to you and he says uh you, you and you think good days are preparing for you do not believe it yeah <laughs> so we're like do not believe it it's like just good, good things are happening that's you get yeah you get a wee boost uh but that's not what's going to bring you the, the, the peace he says like nothing can bring you peace but yourself nothing can bring mm-hmm. you peace but the triumph of principles yeah so, you know that i think and he just hit it he, in in such few words just nailed nailed yeah. the whole essay there he was saying like yeah you know this self-reliance the whole point of this is and the whole point of the essay is talking about like you're searching for this sort of inner peace and you know everyone's searching for that and what they should be doing with their life and different things like that he's saying in all the places you're searching for it whether it's trying to follow this trend or do what you should be doing in life and doing what things are expected of you that's not what's going to bring you to peace what's going to bring you to peace is yourself is the triumph yeah. of your what principles you truly believe you should be following i think that just yeah that just nailed it for me like yeah in the in, in the version that i have is this one the nature and selected essays yeah it uh it's it says under that just like notes it just says do not seek yourself outside yourself mm. and i was just like that's that's just like every yeah. single self-help book summed up in six words yeah. <laughs> you know I, mean? I think like, that's really what, like more broadly speaking i think when you talk about self-help books uh, like i would recommend for anyone that's that's following along would be to say read old books right yeah you know, yes there's gonna be the odd new book that's gonna you know be good um and maybe at the start to ease yourself into reading books uh, uh an easy read new self-help book is going to be good but ultimately all the self-help books that you'd read today will have been de- developed from older books more or less you know there's nothing really new under the sun in terms of ideas or anything else there might be some that's applicable more to you know the digital age or whatever else mm-hmm. but at the same time you could read a book from 2000 years ago or even more two and a half thousand years ago and it could be just as applicable to the present day as a book that was released last month you know uh, yeah you read the you read marcus aurelius and he's talking about his his him laying in bed in the morning and not wanting to get out of bed and yeah. what he's writing to himself about how how he should motivate himself to get out of bed is like that's yeah. the exact same that like every student goes through every like yeah. person who's working goes through it's like we all at some point don't want to get out of bed and this guy from two and a half thousand years ago is right yeah. how, yeah. how to do it uh which is like a, a funny example but at the same time it's just to say you know all of these all all of the self-help books of today whilst easy re- easy read and some aspects may be applicable i think you know reading the, the older books uh, tends to give it a lot more you know you could cover what you're getting in this essay which took literally take an hour or two to read you're going to get a, in my opinion you're going to get a lot more out of that out of reading that five or six times than you will from more or less any uh, self-help book that will be released over the past couple of years yeah um and i suppose you also have you also have the evidence as well that it's gonna it's it's stuck around this long mm. 
the Lindy uh, effect. Yeah, so it's like it, like eighteen forty, and we're reading it now in in twenty twenty two, and still being able to relate it to what is happening today. Yeah. And as I said at the start, there's like so much has changed, but so little has changed as well. You know, the same struggles of like uh, conformity, and there's a, there's even a line in it where he says, "I hope." these days we've seen the last of conformity and consistency yeah. it's like 1840 and you know it's these human struggles are just the the they cut through any sort of new technology or new uh apps or uh ways of life or anything else it's like you kind of get back down to the core of of the human struggle and and like yeah not, i think that's about it hasn't changed that much I think that's a better way of, of thinking about it right you know i'd said old books but what i actually mean is old books that have survived the ages you know yeah plenty of old books that didn't make it yeah. uh, so it's not just that old books are better than new books it's the fact that this the idea of uh the lindy effect that nassim taleb talks about where he says yeah like if something's lasted for this length of time the likelihood is that it will last that amount of time into the future Mm-hmm. so if a book's only been about for 10 years and yeah it stood the test of time of 10 years you can only really presume on average that it's going to last another 10 years mm-hmm. you know and if, if it goes on to last 20 more years then you can presume it's going to last 20 years after that but something yeah. that's lasted 2000 years you know you think of the, the bible or a different you know the books of the, the stoics or um you know ancient ancient uh, writings if they've lasted for a few thousand years already the likelihood is yeah. they're going to last in that long into the future as well which isn't a yeah it's not a, a fail-safe thing but if you were to place your bets you'd probably say yeah this is going to be more useful in the long term yeah uh, because it's been useful throughout the past yeah but yeah i think that's yeah enjoyed that discussion now uh, i'm sure there'll be more to come as we reread and uh yeah go, you know as more things are added to our bank of knowledge yeah, around this more, idea of more reps lines. you put in yeah more reps you put in and actually yeah doing it well exactly so yeah um we'll 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 discuss another few books uh over the next while anyway uh yeah yeah i think we've plenty more in the bank that would be interesting to discuss that we probably discuss privately as well uh, yeah but i think just putting them in the conversational format just and uh, recording it gives a bit more maybe a bit, a bit of structure to it and, uh, and it allows us to devote a bit of time to the specific book and topic at hand and maybe delve deeper into it um yeah so yeah it's good, uh, good learn as well i think yeah definitely like is. actually like showing what you, how much you understand it or what you've taken from it when you actually speak it yeah you know it's very easy to read a book and take a picture of it and put it in your instagram story and you know yeah. <laughs> without know. actually understanding and discussing it and what's like applying it to your own life i suppose yeah i find that useful with making notes as well like mm-hmm. you know i have the book notes to go along with the podcast and mm-hmm. uh, just having to put book notes in having to write it and then having to publish it knowing uh, there's going to be a few people reading it uh, yeah. it makes you refine refine it down and um yeah get it a bit more concise and force you to confront your your own thoughts on it as well yeah but i uh, enjoyed that chat uh, and i'll let you go on and yeah. Uh, yeah we'll we'll discuss a few more books down the line happy days right i'll talk to you soon right that'll do good luck